Hello, and welcome to the Truth Seekers Podcast. A truth seeker is someone who wants to know the truth. They search for what's true, and they won't rest until they find it. I am a truth seeker, and if you are too, then you've come to the right place where we will search for truth each week in the stories of the Bible. In our last episode, we learned about Joash, the seven-year-old king. Joash had spent years hiding in the temple, learning the ways of the Lord from his aunt Jehosheba and his uncle Jehoiada. Joash reigned in Jerusalem for 40 years. Joash did what was right in the eyes of the Lord all the years that his uncle Jehoiada, the high priest, was there to instruct him. But there was one thing, one very important thing, that Joash did not do. Even though Joash knew the ways of the Lord and had been instructed in the ways of the Lord, he did not remove the high places where the people of Judah continued to offer sacrifices and burn incense to the false gods. Nonetheless, Joash realized the importance of Yahweh, the one true and living God. And because he had grown up in the temple, he knew the importance of the dwelling place where Yahweh lived. And so one day he said to the priests, Collect all the money that is brought as sacred offerings to the temple of the Lord, the money collected in the census, the money received from personal vows, and the money brought voluntarily to the temple. Let every priest receive the money from one of the treasurers, and let it be used to repair whatever damage is found in the temple. Go to the towns of Judah and collect the money due annually from all Israel to repair the temple of your God. Do it now. You see, when the wicked queen Athaliah had made herself queen, the temple had been broken into and its sacred objects had been used for the false god Baal and other false gods. This was a horrible thing unto the Lord, that the items that King Solomon had prepared when the temple was first built and dedicated unto the Lord should be used for the worship of anything other than to the one true and living God. And so it was in the heart of Joash to restore the temple and bring it back to its original purpose of worship unto Yahweh. But this would take money, a lot of money. And this is why Joash called upon the Levitical priest to collect the offerings from the people of Judah as the Lord had commanded when Moses was their leader. But the Levites did not act at once. Therefore the king summoned Jehoiada the chief priest and said to him, Why haven't you required the Levites to bring in from Judah and Jerusalem the tax imposed by Moses the servant of the Lord and by the assembly of Israel for the tent of the testimony? And so at the king's command, a large chest was made and placed outside at the gate of the temple of the Lord. A proclamation was then issued in Judah and Jerusalem that they should bring to the Lord the tax that Moses, the servant of God, had required in the desert. All the officials and all the people brought their contributions gladly, dropping them into the chest until it was full. Whenever the chest was brought in by the Levites to the king's officials, and they saw that there was a large amount of money, the royal secretary and the officer of the chief priest would come and empty the chest and carry it back to its place. They did this regularly and collected a great amount of money. 
The king and Jehoiada gave it to the men who carried out the work required for the temple of the Lord. They hired masons and carpenters to restore the Lord's temple, and also workers in iron and bronze to repair the temple. The men in charge of the work were diligent, and the repairs progressed under them. They rebuilt the temple of God according to its original design that God had given to King David and King Solomon so long ago when the temple was first built in the beauty of its splendor. When they had finished, they brought the rest of the money to the king and Jehoiada, and with it were made articles for the Lord's temple articles for the service and for the burnt offerings, and also dishes and other objects of gold and silver. As long as the high priest Jehoiada lived, burnt offerings were presented continually in the temple of the Lord unto the Lord Yahweh. When all this was done, the high priest Jehoiada, uncle to King Joash, was old and full of years, and he died at the age of 130 years. He had been a good and righteous priest unto Yahweh. He had faithfully served Yahweh and given counsel and wisdom to King Joash all of his years as king. Under Jehoiada, proper worship unto Yahweh was reinstated among the Israelites. He was a good man of God to be remembered. He had not been afraid to stand against the wicked queen Athaliah, and he had served the Lord with courage and conviction all of his years. He was remembered as such a good and godly man that he was buried with the kings in the city of David because of the good he had done in Israel for God and for his temple. Dear Truth Seekers, today's story was a simple story, but there is much truth to be found. You see, the temple of God was the place where God's presence dwelt among the Israelites. It was a special place, a holy place. It was the place that God had instructed King Solomon to build so that he might come and live among his people. What a powerful and wonderful thing to know that the God of the universe, the great and mighty God, loves us so much that he chose to have a home built for himself here on earth to be close to his people. That is why so much time and money and care went into building the temple. It was to be the dwelling place of God. And so it was to be special and sacred and beautiful to hold the beauty and majesty of the one true and living God. Joash understood the importance of the temple. He had been hidden there and he realized that the temple had not been repaired and had been overlooked for so many years under wicked and evil kings. Did you notice that the temple was repaired because the people gladly gave their offerings to help build the temple? The Bible says that God loves a cheerful giver. The people were willing and glad to give of their time and money to help rebuild the dwelling place of the Lord. Today, we can still give to the Lord. Have you heard of the word tithe? Can you say tithe? To tithe means to take a part of your money and share it by giving it to the Lord. The Israelites were instructed to tithe in order to help build the temple and provide for the Levites and priests who worked at the temple. Today, we can still tithe or give a part of our money to God. 
Many people do this today by tithing to their church. The money that is given to the church goes to the place where God's presence dwells when we come together on Sundays to meet and worship God. Even though God's presence now dwells inside of you and me, He is there with us when we all meet together to worship Him at our church buildings. Our offerings help to build and maintain our churches and provide for the people who work there, just like the Israelites' offerings helped to prepare and maintain the temple and the priests who worked there. Your offering also goes to help missionaries who are spreading the good news of Jesus all over the world. You might want to pray and ask the Lord to show you how He wants you to give. The reason we give is because God gives. God is the most generous and giving and gracious God. He gave us everything, including His one and only Son, to die in our place. In return, that makes me want to give back to Him. I know that really nothing I have belongs to me anyway. It was all given to me by God, and so I want to give back to Him. I am always asking God to show me how I can be like Him and give. Giving and sharing is a characteristic of God, and so it should be a characteristic of us as well. We don't give to make God happy with us. We give because we are already loved by God and because we want to give, not because we feel we have to. Pray and ask that God would soften your heart to become a cheerful and generous giver, just like the Israelites who gave gladly because they knew their offerings were going to the work of the Lord. If you'd like to read today's story in your Bible, you can find it in 2 Kings chapter 12 and 2 Chronicles chapter 42. Let me pray with you before we go. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are such a good and giving God. To give is just a natural part of who you are. It's easy and natural for you to give. So help us also to be like you and want to give back to you and the work of your kingdom. It's not in how much we give, but it's in the gladness of our heart to give what we can. Help us and show us ways we can give to your church, the body of Christ, that our giving might be used to help others come to know you. Thank you for being so generous and for giving to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Before we go, I would like to take a minute to read some reviews that were left in iTunes for the podcast. Emily says, we are enjoying listening to One a Day as part of our virtual schooling. Thanks for this resource. And Hannah says, this podcast is such a good Bible teaching supplement. She does an excellent job explaining the big picture on a level little listeners can comprehend. She explains the heart motivations of the people in the stories, which I appreciate since I want my kids to learn to think about what they're listening, reading to, as well as learn to look closely at their own hearts. My kids, four and six years old, absolutely love this podcast as well. They will listen as long as there are episodes available. Thank you, Hannah. That means so much to me. To Vivian, she says, this podcast is such a blessing in our life. Our whole family loves listening. Thank you for this wonderful podcast. And Sparkle Everything says, I really like the way it's detailed, unlike a lot of other Bible podcasts, and it's awesome how it can become so catchy and it sort of pulls you in. Well, thank you. I'm glad that it's catchy and it pulls you in. Here's another review that says, parents and six-year-old approved. How we start our mornings before school. We have heard a few, but how she lays it out is amazing. 
And this other review, Jay Teaches, says, My kids, who just turned five and seven and are doing homeschooling this year for the first time with me, loved listening to this at lunchtime. I love it too. Just what we needed for midday inspiration from God. Thank you. And finally, I want to share an email that was sent in from Sage. She says, hi, my name is Sage. I am a six-year-old girl who lives in Idaho. I love listening to your podcast. I liked when Naaman met Elisha and dipped in the Jordan River seven times. I also liked when Elisha tells Naaman to go in peace and how Naaman and his family came to know the true God. Thank you for your podcast. Well, thank you, Sage, for that. And thank you for emailing me. I love hearing from you all so much. It means so much to me. I also want to remind you that over on Patreon, I have some resources for each of the episodes. For each episode, I have created a discussion guide, uh, Bible quiz questions, a set of truths that we have learned from this episode, and usually I will include some puzzles like a word search puzzle or a crossword puzzle or a matching activity that goes along specifically with that episode. And those can be found over on patreon.com forward slash Sherilyn R. Grant. That's S-H-E-R-I-L-Y-N-R-Grant. G-R-A-N-T, Sherilyn R. Grant. You can sign up there to be a Patreon subscriber and receive those resources for each episode. Thank you all for listening and supporting the podcast, and I look forward to our time together next week.